Welcome to uh, the Something Unoriginal podcast. I'm your host, John Johnsonson. On today's episode, I'm joined by Logan Cook, founder of Loop Nexus. We will delve into what Loop is, AI, and Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What's up, uh, Cook? What are, how how you doing, man? <laughs> Just I'm doing good. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, of course. Logan Cook, you are my friend, and friends we are. I hope so. It's just how it goes sometimes, you know. Regardless of, you, you can't you can't pick your friends, and you can't pick. Can you? <clears throat> but your friends pick you. It's starting off great, isn't it? <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, tell me what's up. What's new with you, man? I'm doing good. Um, I'm basically just doing school. I'm in my final semester uh, at the U. My major is entrepreneurship, and it's been really cool. Beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Uh, why did you pick entrepreneurship as a as a major? Um, I always liked creating things. Like ever since I was young, I liked like building websites or you know creating something. And I guess you know coming up with an idea in my head and making it happen. I'm also extremely. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm extremely creative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a disaster uh, in okay. a nicer way. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but like somebody who kind of wings everything, kind of off the cuff. You're on the fly. And I don't think I could fit into a nine to five. I think I would drive myself crazy um, in like some strict schedule you know i just i don't yeah. think i could do it i'm with that i'm with that let's get to the real question on the though with that question all right how um do you feel when you were a kid i guess this is where i'm going with this when you were a kid and you wanted to like i don't know get an entrepreneurship or whatever i remember when i was a kid i wanted to be an inventor do you feel like there was something that you wanted to make when you were a kid that you're still like kind of on the back burner like man i want to make that still i want to do that that would, that, that would be a good company idea yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, like, so I remember in high school or, like, junior high, I started, a, I started like, a little clothing business. Okay. And um, the idea was terrible. <laughs> like, it was honestly <laughs> terrible. What but, made it so bad? Um, I'd say, so, the basic idea, it, it just wasn't, like, a solid enough idea to, like, start a business. Yeah, for sure. Basically, my, my main idea was that it would be, it'd be clothing with a like a massive pocket on the shirt <laughs> put like nachos and shit in there <laughs> what did you what did you want to do it this? was like you know those little um on shirts nowadays like on like a t-shirt they'll have those little pockets that it's like just like a little pocket square yeah, yeah. um sometimes they'll have like a flap that buttons down over it yeah totally so my idea was to have just one big one on the shirt and i don't pocket. i it was more like just a design like something in my head I'm like that would be interesting yeah and then I tried to build a clothing line around it and it just uh it didn't really didn't really work out yeah didn't didn't catch on no <laughs> I would I, I still don't know why I thought it was a brilliant idea I would wear that shirt yeah <laughs> I would wear five of that shirt if it was the same shirt in different colors I'd wear that shirt at once I would yeah as many as I could get on that's that's some good market research data. Maybe I will go back and do it. Yeah. 
I'd say I say you hit the ground running with that abandon loop your current project <laughs> and jump on that. Big pocket shirts. Yeah, why not? Dot com. I bet you could get a lot of foos getting on there, man. I don't know if you follow Foos Gone Wild on um on Instagram at all. I don't think I do. It's just a bunch of Latinos with with Edgar cuts. They're just just doing a bunch. I've heard about the Edgar cut. The thing about the Edgar cut, though, bro, is that's like Anuel. Like, that's like the Puerto Rican haircut. Oh, yeah. Desde siempre. Like, yeah. It's nothing new, man. We've seen that for years. Yeah, that's bread and butter. And now it's just hit the mainstream. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but it did. And here we are. Look at yeah, us. Yeah, we're just making fun of Edgar. <laughs> I don't know why Edgar got a good. <laughs> yeah, Edgar's like... <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't know why he got assigned to it, but it's cool. Yeah, poor so, Edgar. So, uh, yeah, big pocket shirts for foos. Let's... Um, tell me a little bit about Loop, though. What's going on with Loop? Yeah, so uh, that's... First, I guess first we'll give you the idea. That's probably... You'll give me the idea? What gave you the idea? Oh, what gave me the idea? Um... So there's like several things that kind of inspired it, mm-hmm. but as I said, I've I've kind of brought up my dad's like always been an entrepreneur and has started multiple businesses and sold them. Totally. And it was kind of just the lifestyle I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And so I also think kind of my brain works in the way where I'm I'm always looking at how things can be better or how a problem can be solved or, you know, simplified um, and so I was actually in Brazil in 2020 and I was down in the city called Curitiba. Okay. Um, and I noticed that they had their own recycling system in the city. And I thought that was pretty interesting because it was just a city wide recycling system. Mm-hmm. Um, in America, we, we kind of have like a, a government sanctioned, like subsidized recycling industry. Yeah. Curitiba is a city that is, I guess, it's pretty clean, a um, little bit more wealthy than other parts of Brazil. Okay. And so it was an idea that was able to work in Curitiba, but wouldn't actually work in other areas. Interesting. Um, so I thought about, you know, what if what if recycling didn't look like what it looks like now? What if you we kind of applied the gig economy, you know, Uber drivers mm-hmm. who, you know, come and pick up stuff. And, you know, I mean, that thought didn't come to me immediately, right? But when I got home, you know, my mom lives up in Huntsville in Ogden Valley, and she lives off Amazon Prime. So we have just a stack of cardboard boxes at our house. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many, like, problems and, like, logistical issues with that whole process. And so... Recycling those boxes, that is, right? Yeah. Okay. And, And just even the collecting, like, even the collection process... Mm-hmm. is is just like fraught with issues you know where materials get contaminated because people don't know what materials are accepted yeah um and so i kind of kind of started from there a couple other things that influenced it and i was like what if we just simplified the process like didn't have these super high costs with these massive trucks you know driving around what if you had like smaller vehicles but had more in circulation doing shorter routes um, and kind of just explored it from there. And uh, another thing that really impacted it was seeing that there's so many 
businesses and companies, especially just in the Salt Lake Valley, which is where we're doing our soft launch, mm-hmm. um, that accept materials. So, for example, like O'Reilly will accept old car batteries. Yeah. Um, there's businesses that will accept styrofoam, mm. businesses that will like accept paper and turn it into insulation or oh, interesting. they'll take glass and turn it into sand. Um, and there's all these businesses that are super cool and they're like creating a, a product directly from these materials. Yeah. But the problem is that in Utah, at least, and honestly throughout the U.S. and most of the world, materials aren't reaching those businesses like straight from the system. Yeah. They're getting there from like some other company um, sending them. And so it, I thought about, you know, what if there was a way for people to be in the loop? And that's part of the inspiration behind the name oh. loop is people seeing where their waste is going. Yeah. And then uh, being able to kind of track their consumption, see what happens, and then see what, what becomes of it, right? Cause, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't know about you right now or if you even have a recycling service here. It's not a good one if we do. Like, yeah. we have a recycling bin, but I'm I know, half the stuff that goes in there is actually good recycling, and the other half that should be recycled is just going in our regular trash can. Yeah. So. And it's, like, it's really difficult because every city, like, and system has, like, different requirements. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible for, like, just your average person to know, like, oh, okay, I can use... Because it gets really complicated. You know, there's, like, seven kinds of plastic that you can use. Like, three of them are generally recyclable. The other four, like, require, like, special recycling. And so, say you accidentally throw that in, um, your neighborhood guy comes and collects it, and then it gets mashed down, right? Because they want to create more space to collect the neighborhood's garbage. Yeah, totally. Say you throw the wrong plastic in there. That technically makes that entire batch contaminated. And it will really? then be left at the landfill. Huh. Yeah. So because one like one little part of whatever batch of recycling came through, whatever dumpster that it was brought into, that whole bit of or that whole batch, like you were saying, just thrown out completely. Yeah. So you're trying to mitigate that by picking up and sorting yourselves. Exactly. Okay, that's interesting. And I think, you know, kind of, I'd like to modernize it, you know, and this is in the future, but I'd love to, you know, develop an app where people are able to see and kind of have an information hub where people know what materials are accepted. Yeah. And kind of understand the process more because I think that's one of the biggest issues is just people don't know what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Dang, that's super interesting. So you're so all of your drivers are gig workers, essentially, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. So I, everybody coming through is essentially like an Uber driver, like you were saying? Yeah. I, okay. I would compare it, essentially, you know, and that's, that was kind of the inspiration. When I first was running through the idea, I realized there's some issues with that, right? Because mm-hmm. people would have routes. So I would probably compare it more to like an Amazon driver. Okay. Where um, they've got delivery Where there's a delivery. contract, but they're a gig worker. And yeah. so, yeah, I kind of, a, I guess, a hybrid of the two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right in between the two. Well, I know Amazon kind of does something similar where you can, like, go in your own car, pick up some packages to deliver them. Like, there have been people that have dropped off, like, in a Nissan Sentra package (laughs) to our house and have been like, you're not. Okay. No, it's cool. It's cool. So, dang, that's super interesting. Yeah. Dang, man. That's dope. How have you felt like it's been adopted pretty well? Like, do you have a decent clientele so far? So, that that part's been more difficult. Um 
currently that's kind of my biggest crux that's my big is is just the customer acquisition the adoption um right now we're like i said we're kind of in a soft launch so we're only in the salt lake valley mm-hmm. we're only accepting households that um produce a certain amount of materials so less than what would fill up an 18 gallon bin which is what oh, we currently okay. have um and then also um we we're only accepting plastics metals cardboard and glass okay um and and other paper products so that's actually more than most recycling companies um but eventually you know i'd i'd really like to get into you know hard to recycle materials stuff like batteries uh light bulbs stuff like that yeah tech and stuff like that yeah dang that's pretty cool man so as far as that goes um what does it cost to like normally get somebody to your house to pick up your recycling so um we're doing it on a subscription plan okay. is that is that your question yeah yeah, like, yeah. um pricing and yeah. it's 29.99 a month okay so it's it is a little bit more pricey than typical uh recycling services mm-hmm. um but how i see it is these these recycling companies you know you've got these these big companies they they're heavily subsidized so they get you know exemptions and credits from the government and for that reason they're able to offer services at you know five dollars for for a bin the problem is though is that they're they're offering it and they're completely supported by the government you know that business model would not work if they didn't have aid from the government and arguably it's not working now which is why we have like 30 to 40 percent of our recycling actually getting left at landfills it's so crazy to me i had no idea yeah and then not a lot of people know that on this what? I said you've done a ton of research on this, man. Yeah, I love you it. Ca- you kind of have to, man. You're on top of it, man. I love to see it. But, um, so yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, like, it's, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. I mean, I I imagine- totally just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part, man. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't matter if you forget or if you you know if it's off the top of your brain or not you know what i mean but uh but yeah no it's good to hear i'm pretty stoked about it like when you started like your i don't know your instagram page and i finally found out what it was that you were doing i was like i have hardly any idea what this is but i understand that it's you know he's trying to make an impact so and i was pretty stoked about that man i was pretty stoked for you i appreciate that yeah dude but uh more importantly how uh how are you doing Oh, specifically you. I'm doing good, man. Um, life is crazy. You know, I've, uh, life's just been wild, but I'm doing good. I've kind of gone through a metamorphosis, you know, a transformation over the last several years. And, yeah. um, life throws like a lot of wild cards at you, but I'm good. You know, all things considered, I'm good. Happy. That's good to hear, man. That's really good to hear. So, um, the two things that I really wanted to ask you about in this podcast, one was that loop thing that we just continue that we just talked about. Is there anything else you want to elaborate with that on? Um, uh, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Shameless plug. Do it. Yeah. Loop Nexus. L O O P N E X U S. What's the Nexus part for? Um. In all honesty, it's because I couldn't get the domain for just loop. Obviously, I'd have to pay <laughs> several 
hundred thousand for that donate domain. Um, but the the nexus part of it is it's not like it just has no meaning. Um, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. It's it's that it's like a network or a, a connection or a bridge, and that's kind of the idea behind Loop. You know, uh, or I guess one of the ideas is to be the middleman for these mm-hmm. households, and then all these companies who would use these materials to create their product. Um, most systems currently, you know, they, they have their own processing facility. So they go around and collect in their trucks and bring it back to their facility. There's not a ton of collaboration between other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of what the ne- nexus part means is okay. that we're uh, an inter, you know, uh, we're kind of the bridge between those people. Yeah, you're bridging the gap between the different companies and the different, like, I don't know, means of recycling, I guess you could say. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm all for that, man. Also, uh, for any other listeners that we got going, we got the fire going again. Um, it's really keeping this place warm. So if you want to tune in to the fire, get the same vibe. It's beautiful. It's on Netflix. So, you know, look up fire. Fireplace. You know what I was, I was actually thinking about? Yeah. Have you ever used like a VR headset, like an Oculus or something? Yeah, yeah I have. Have you watched Netflix with one? No. Is it interesting? So, yeah, you're at a little log cabin, and there's I really? think there's a fireplace, and you're like in a little log cabin theater. It's really cozy, and it's yeah. pretty nice. Dang. Um, yeah, dude, metaverse is just wild, man. Have you dabbled in the metaverse at all? Oh, I dabble. Do you dabble frequently, or <laughs> you just dabble here and there? No, <laughs> no I, 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 I mean, that, I, I don't it? really, but I... I do believe in it. I mean, I do believe in its potential. Really? Um, not now. Like, I think Mark Zuckerberg has really um, gone in too early. Yeah. Try to be like, oh, this is the future now. and Yeah, yeah, for sure. Work with your VR headset on. It's like, okay, bro. No, yeah, <laughs> we're not ready kinda, for that it's shit. It's a pretty big stretch, man. Yeah. Like, try to get people, like, go to meetings for work on that. Like, just Zoom's fine. Most people are cool with it. Yeah. Or in person, I don't know. It's yeah, all. I mean, and the thing is, like, Zoom, in my opinion, like, Zoom's good. Working from homes works, but either, nothing really impl- like replaces the in person. Yeah, you know, dynamic. I guess. No, I feel like you get the whole, the whole deal there. Like, you can read body language. That's a huge deal. As well as like, I feel like it's easier to like chime in mm-hmm. when you're doing like a regular in person meeting. Well, and also, like, see the other party as a real person, you know? Yeah, totally. I suppose, like, if, even the difference between, like, a phone call and a Zoom meeting, I feel like, is super drastic. Oh, yeah. It's you huge. can just see them, like, see their face when they're saying certain things. Um, I don't know. That's true, though, man. Like, people are so much more rude on the phone because there's no, like, it's great. Like, yeah, there's you, a barrier. Yeah, there's no interaction that you, like, have to look them in the eye and be like, a total douche. Yeah. You know what I mean? That really hurt my feelings. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you're the... No, it's cool. Oh, no, I'm not. I, I'm... <clears throat> well, moving on. Yeah, um... no, that was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the, so yeah, that first thing was Loop. The other thing that I wanted to bring up, I guess Metaverse. Have you heard of ChatGP yet? Yeah. ChatGPT. Wild, Have man. you played around with it at all? Not much. I, a little bit. A little really? Bit. Super dude. wild, though. Yeah, it's nuts. It's... Oh, dude. For anybody who doesn't know what ChatGPT is, uh, it's like this weird, this open AI is the company. Isn't Elon Musk like one of the 
Yeah, he plays some role in it. I think, he, yeah, like I, th- I think he has ownership in it. Yeah, My, maybe a majority ownership. Something like that. Yeah, he's a, he was kind of an early adopter to this company, OpenAI. But they make this chat AI where you can kind of just ask it to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I asked it a question the other day, and then it gave me like a ten point list on what to do. Like, it was like th- how to organize my room better, and it gave me ten things to consider for it. And then you can kind of elaborate on that and it'll search the whole internet and give you like good information. So you can be like elaborate on point three for me and then like go from there as well as it will like write essays or write like stories for you if you wanted to. Um, I have a friend of mine who uh, asked it to code like a Chrome extension and it like they copied and pasted all the code into whatever program you need to and it made the extension perfectly for him. It was great. It was awesome. Well, and, and I'm kind of where my mind goes with that is, sorry, was there anything else you wanted? No, that was it. It's like the implications of that are crazy oh, because, yeah. so like, uh, we're already seeing automation, like, replace jobs of people doing, you know, um, more entry level tasks, you know, so assembly lines are almost completely automated now, mm-hmm. um, but... Now, so with ChatGPT, right, it's in very early years, and we're already pretty blown away by it. I mean, imagine it in 10, 20 years. Um, what's, you know, the humans are going to become less and less valuable, like yeah. especially in the workplace. In, so for that thing can code. I mean, who would you rather give, you know, and I'm obviously not right now, but 20 years, who would you rather code an app for you like a, a, a computer that has limitless knowledge um or you know a human who makes mistakes yeah it's like so you know it starts i mean it makes me think you know what what is valuable in in a human you know what and i think what my mind goes to is like critical thinking um problem solving yeah problem solving like ability to reason you know, because in most fields, you know, how you get expertise is just by having the most knowledge, you know? Yeah. Even like doctors. So imagine like, you know, automation is, is obviously progressing insanely quickly too, you know? So who would you rather do a, I mean, like open heart surgery is already like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have a percentage, but like a lot of it is autonomous, you know, yeah. done by robots, um, so it's crazy to think, you know, these jobs are just going to be taken over. I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah. Not no, trying to sound depressing, but. No, it's crazy. Cause, I mean, it, I, the thing I think is interesting about that, like where those jobs may get taken, is like it kind of just opens other doors for for other jobs, right? For humans to kind of do what we're supposed to do, if that makes sense. Because when you put a human on on a monotonous task that you don't really like that they don't really want to be doing it kind of like ruins one their work ethic and two they're like just their functionality in general in life i guess you know does that even make sense yeah oh absolutely and so like when you when you kind of take them out of those monotonous jobs that don't mean anything now you've got so much more potential to have them do what they flourish in and i think that's pretty cool especially cuz i think the one thing i've noticed is like in a lot of businesses where automation has replaced certain jobs it's actually made more opportunity for other people yeah whether or not it's that person like that you know 
maybe not the same person that had that job is getting a new opportunity somewhere else. But at the same time, like it just makes more room for other people in other places. And it just with YouTube and everything, I feel like we can learn so much without schooling that people are just going to be able to learn on their own and go into positions that they actually truly want to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like the, the Charlie and the chocolate factory thing, you know, where the, the robot, the, so Charlie's dad in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yeah. puts on the toothpaste caps of the toothpaste oh, in yeah, the assembly yeah, yeah. line. And then a robot comes and replaces him. Yeah. And it's like super depressing at first. And then in the end, Charlie's dad becomes the guy to fix the robot. And he has a job. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, a really interesting thing too is I feel like most institutions organizations and this guy i guess i'm kind of um, no segueing a little bit here but they focus on we focus on the negative and we we say we kind of fear monger you know oh this the world is ending or the world is getting bad for this reason you know and in in every institution you know on you know politically on the on the right it's you know the world is getting morally um bankrupt and you know often there's like a strong correlation between the you know republicans or conservatives and religion yeah and it's you know christ is going to come again and the world is just getting worse and worse until he comes and he you know cleanses the earth um on the other side of the spectrum you have people saying hey the world's going to end because humans are evil and we're destroying the earth. And I'm dumb, yeah. like I, I started a recycling business. I'm very um, passionate about, you know, sustainability, taking care of our environment. But these outlooks don't take into account like humanity and how we're going to um, adapt and pivot mm-hmm. because we always have, you know, that's what we've always done. And obviously it doesn't mean you can, you can just be stupid and be like, oh yeah, it'll, it'll get, yeah, get yeah, it figured we'll figure out. out. But I, you know, all these institutions it's interesting to me that it's always humanity is getting worse and worse as the years go on and the good days are behind us and i just don't believe that at all like if you were to look at history like it's just a direct contradiction because the history of humanity like we go back i mean we didn't even live comfortable lifestyles like the 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 general population general population of the world still doesn't yeah but like in modern countries it wasn't till like you know, 20th century that people started having, um, not having to like provide for their basic needs daily, you know, they didn't have to go out and hunt for their food that night. They didn't have to like do that. And obviously that's like not true for everywhere, but, and there's areas in the world where it's still that way, you know, where they, yeah, totally. Um, and you know, just terrible things, you know, like, these cultures that we, we like praise, you know, like Rome, you know, awesome, like awesome empire, right? You know, it did a lot of cool things. There's a weird way to describe them. Awesome empire. <laughs> but they also did terrible things, you know, yeah, like totally. eradicated entire cultures, mm-hmm. uh, languages, history, like arts, everything. Um, you know, so I, like we we're, we see more peace now than we used to. People used to constantly be at war. So I don't know. I mean, I... I just, uh, I I find it interesting that we focus on the negative of our future when I think we're actually on a good trajectory. Yeah. No, totally. That makes sense. 
because I mean, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like I always say, I've been saying recently that like technology is something that has made us grow faster than we're able to so far. Like it's probably why we're dealing with like a lot of mental health stuff. I don't know if that's true or not, but like, Oh, I think that's absolutely true. It's so hard to adapt to like all the changes we're going through. You know what I mean? How do you feel about that? No, dude, I, I, I really resonate with that actually, because, um, have you read Atomic Habits? Yeah. I so I love that book. He just, he kind of just touches on it, mm-hmm. um, briefly, but he basically says, um, and I mean, it depends on whatever, you know, position you come from, I guess I should say, you know, so I, I believe in evolution and I believe that, you know, there are. I guess, evolutionary um, impacts, like, within... Sorry, I'm trying to think of a better way to say that. Like, no, you're totally good. Um, we have attributes that are, today, that are driven by our, like, evolutionary instincts, you know? Yeah, totally. Things that we don't really consider that, you know? But I think marriage and and, you know courting and stuff you know I, i'm sounding like a freaking boomer but uh <laughs> courtship process uh no but like the the process of getting to know someone i mean it's driven to to reproduce right and that's yeah. kind of one of our goals and i don't think we if we really want to say like why is it that it's so important to us to get married and start our own family obviously there's like lots of happiness that comes from it but i think it's very heavily driven by um our you know our our history and our evolutionary history. Yeah. Totally. Um, sorry, that was kind of a long-winded explanation of that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even what I wanted to say. But uh, with in in the book, he talks about how um, those like traits we have to kind of work around them. You mm-hmm. know, so he does stuff like um, you assign a room to being your productive room where you work on stuff yeah. or a scent. And it's kind of a way to just trick your psyche to get yourself into the main phase of doing it. And, and what he explains is that we have basically, and kind of like I was saying earlier, we have only basically become lived comfortable lives for the past like hundred years. Yeah. And again, that's not all of society. That's just honestly the top ten percent. Yeah. Totally. Um, in in the western world and um the rest of the de- the developed world but the issue is that our like evolution we are we are meant to you know are you familiar with like maslow's hierarchy of needs uh-huh so oh man i should probably have pulled that up cuz i don't know how well i can describe it but i i think probably most people have heard of it yeah but, so just a quick overview of what that is so maslow's hierarchy of needs i'm gonna pull up a picture really quick but it's essentially like this dude i don't remember his name maslow abraham maslow abraham maslow came up with this essentially like yeah pyramid where you kind of have to fulfill the bottom step as you build a pyramid right you build the base first and then you move your way up to build all the way till you get to the top um sorry i'm pulling up the picture really quick but it shows essentially like first you need to fulfill certain needs that every human has right before you go to the next level right uh first you start with like physiological needs that's things like your shelter your food your water your air things that you like basic needs for us to survive um 
And then you move into safety needs, whether that's, you know, financial safety or actual safety, like being in a secure place to live and not worried about like crime or anything like that. Then you move into love and belongingness. That's when you look for like friendships and people around you and just like those, yeah, um, relationships for anybody, I guess. Um, and then after that is esteem where you move into like just your self image, I guess, how you view yourself, uh, you being comfortable with yourself. And the last, the very last step is like a self-actualization where it's to be like the best person you could be the most, uh, the most you, you are, if that makes sense. So that's kind of a, wanted to give our viewers a little, or our listeners a little bit of a background as to what that was for people that were unfamiliar with it. So jump yeah. back into it. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, no, that was not, dude, that was an amazing rundown, honestly, just Thank off you. the top of the head. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, better than I could have ever even dreamed of doing. Um, well, it helped that I had a diagram on the screen. So. You weren't supposed to tell that part. Oh no! I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, it was off the top of my uh, off the top of my head. No, nah, but I mean, uh, well, so yeah, with that, I think it's it's extremely interesting because throughout history, you know, we've got these basic needs, you know, food, shelter, water. Um, these like physical physiological needs Mm -hmm. and then as you move up you know they get more and more um you know psychological um and so when you know throughout history when say you're you know you're in a tribe or you're just you've got your or, or even you know maybe it's 500 years ago and you're like in a small village and you like work in some trade and you provide for your family um but you would fulfill a lot of those higher needs um, daily just by doing by fulfilling those lower needs, right? So, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, you're you know you're going out and you're providing food for your family. Um, obviously, that's giving you a purpose. That's giving you like um, something to do with your day and, and a reason to to you know continue living. Yeah, um, works on your esteem while you're providing for your family. It yeah, works on a relationship which. Exactly. Provide yeah. Provide security, which yeah, continue. And then there's belonging, right? Because you're you're playing a role and you have your place and you you see that and and so um, it's kind of interesting to see as we've we've kind of um, moved into this tech age where now the majority of jobs are sitting in a square cubicle, um, sitting at a desk, uh, and toiling away until nine to five you live extremely comfortable right you know you're in an air-conditioned office you get Mm -hmm. free coffee like you know work parties you know like like on the physical side yeah living better than anybody ever has yet we are struggling greater mentally than ever yeah and i think it's because we've created a lifestyle now that we are so comfortable that we're not worrying about our basic needs huh. and we have to find another way. And I think that's kind of the, we're at a, a uh, what's the word? Like a, a crossroads. Yeah. Crossroads. Is that our word? I guess. I don't know. Um, exactly right now where I feel like humanity, we've got to figure out how to satisfy those needs um, yeah. while still, you know, succeeding in, in the system we have currently. Yeah. And I think it's a complex issue, right? Like, yeah, for sure. I love these conversations with you, by the way. <laughs> I just feel like you're a thinker. You know what I mean? So you're always getting on this. Dang, that's super interesting. I never thought about it being something that like 
way back when, you know, 500 to 1,000 years, whatever, you know, primitive man was kind of getting those needs fulfilled, even up to like, I don't know, 100 years ago, right? Yeah. Like you're still up to like the um, industrial age, I guess, of like when we started working with steel and stuff. Yeah. Like adopting like weird programs yeah nationwide you know what i mean like yeah. now we're trying to deal with that i don't know it's interesting huh have like uh, this is just like one question have you ever noticed how much more satisfying like physical manual labor is than like you know working on your computer yeah because you i mean part of it is like you know say you're you're power washing like a driveway like you can see the progress yeah you're like relieved when you're done yeah there's like some sort of like weight that's lifted off you yeah and and you're like okay yeah i made this difference and it's like a it's a physical like reference for you to look at and say okay i did a good job quantifiable yeah exactly and for me like with loop i have a never-ending list of things to do and it's just like a to-do list and like i've got spreadsheets and um you can kind of show like your progress but it doesn't – you don't get satisfied in that same way. And I, yeah, I think, I that. you know, that might be part of the – you know, might have similar origins and kind of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, there's no, like, visible, like, you didn't kill an animal to feed your family. Yeah. You're not like, <laughs> look at what I provide – you know, what I, look yeah. at what I did. You know what I mean? You didn't – I don't know. I can't even think of any other examples. No, you're good, one. man. <laughs> and obviously, that's not a science. That's just Logan, like, pondering the universe. Yeah, I mean, right or not, it was still interesting. You know what I mean? Like, you can adopt whatever you want to adopt to think. Like, I can get behind what you're saying. Like, it's an interesting perspective, and I, I'll probably adopt a little bit of that too for yeah. me. So it's a, uh, it's pretty cool, man. Well, and you even said, you know, mental health. We're struggling with mental health more yeah. and more now, and I think that's like a big, like, direct parallel that we're just not satisfying those. Like, obvious. I mean, or at least. I think there's lots of people that find a way to do that, but it's harder nowadays. Um, yeah, totally. Well, and I think that's why a lot of people like are trying to find a lot more hobbies to like really latch onto something that gives them like progress, something they can get better at. You know what I mean? Cause for me, I don't know. I feel pretty stagnant right now, but like this podcast is keeping me going. It's like, it's the thing that's making me, I don't know, keep moving forward. Like keeping me sane, I guess. So, yeah. That's just interesting. I don't know. Do you feel like that's more like with what it is for you with loop? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When it's funny. Cause like, um, I mean, I just, I feel bad for most people. And it's kind of another weird thing, but like, <laughs> I, <You> tell. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel bad for, for people who kind of subscribe to the idea. Like it's my job to, you know, start working, yeah. get a job, work my way up the ladder, and then I'll save up enough money by the time I'm 65 to retire. Yeah. And they get to 65, and they can't do the things that they've always wanted to do. Yeah. And so generally it's like, yeah, I'll just get a, you know, hang out by the at the dog park with my wife or, yeah. or you know. And I think it's extremely sad existence, honestly. Yeah. Um, sorry, like <laughs> how I tie that into, <laughs> I just said that I just know like obvious, like correlation to what you're saying. Um, so what, what I meant by that though is like, uh, okay, wait, say what you said first. 
I don't even remember okay. what it was. Well, we'll just cut that part out. Um, yeah, we'll keep it in. It's cool. Okay. It sounded fine. Kate, uh, damn it. What was I going to say, though? Um, oh, hobbies is what I was talking about. I was talking about how, like, people pick something up in order to, like, make them feel fulfilled. And then I had brought up to you, like, loop. Do you feel like you're being fulfilled with loop? And then Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Dude, uh, man, my ADD is bad. Um, <laughs> really bad. But It's just how it goes sometimes, you know. So... What I, where I was going with that was, um, you know, we, we pick up these hobbies and we, we do these things, you know, that, that make us feel alive. And I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> it's one of those like elusive thoughts. Yeah. You keep latching onto it and then it slips away. Goodness sakes. Hey, it's how it goes sometimes, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, we can how- come back to it if you remember, but, um, no, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. You latch on to different things that, that keep you happy. A lot of people, that's video games. For me, it is. But yeah. uh, the things that the thing that I was uh, going to bring up was that it's interesting that now in the age that we live in with the internet, you can get, like, you can do what you want and make money while doing it. Yeah. Like, it, it you're no longer required to, like work a nine to five if you don't want to because of the fact that all of a sudden you can like turn whatever it is that you actually want to do into a business if you want to travel people turn that into a business man they like yeah. get on instagram and they get you know followers and ad or and brands reaching out to them giving them money for you know a spot on their instagram page or whatever it may be yeah. you know what i mean so i don't know it's just kind of interesting that now is a better time than ever to like quote unquote retire early and do what you want. Yeah. You can you can be doing whatever you want right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love that. Um I remember what I was gonna say. Good. It was basically <laughs> just so you asked me, you know, have you kind of experienced that with loop and oh, that yeah. for the podcast, you know, the the podcast is what's kept you going and yeah. I was saying it's funny because like some a lot of time I'm just so stressed out of my mind or mm-hmm. like I'm just, you know, putting out fires and, and hopefully that will change. But I mean from what I hear, that's kind of the life of, I guess, running a business, you know, or, mm-hmm. or starting your own thing. And so uh, it's interesting that that stress is like a a negative feeling for us, but it's also what keeps us alive. And yeah. so once you retire and you stop feeling, you know, the, you know, the feeling of productivity, yeah. you just sink into depression. And yeah. it's crazy, and it's super sad because you. That's that's why I meant with like the people that are, you know, they work their entire lives till they're sixty five, and they stop working. And they're like, they've lived a, they've lived sixty five years, you know, you know, fifty five, doing something every day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they just stop cold turkey. Yeah, just no longer productive. Yeah, yeah. like no no wonder they get depressed, you know, and yeah. become cranky old people. Yeah, man. You got nothing to build. You got nothing to work for all of a sudden. Like, I always feel like I hear people when they talk about retiring, they're always like, yeah, I'll retire, but I don't know if I'm going to stop working. Like, I hear that all the time now, and I think it's because people are starting to realize, like, oh, retirement isn't just, like, giving up. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. just doing F all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's You're actually, like, going to, you know, do the work that you want to do that's fulfilling to you instead of, like what's not important. I don't know. I find that interesting. That is super interesting. Yeah, man. That's good. That's good. I'm going to think about that later. You should. (laughs) 
You don't have to, <laughs> but I hope that you do. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, hope I you appreciate do. that. In other words, what uh, what kind of games you played? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm mostly a uh, Pokemon Go guy. Um, what have you caught recently? They recalled it. What have you caught recently? Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I've never played Pokemon Go. Oh, dude, you got my hopes up. Oh, really? Oh. I mean, it's a dabble. Okay. It's I respect fun. that. I didn't I'll play for I haven't heard about it in a long time, actually. I know I know a couple people that still play. Really? Um, uh, Connor, the first guest that was on the podcast, I know he's still really involved with it. He used to live right next door to a Pokestop. So, like, really? Just, they just, yeah pick up his pokeballs all the time catch some pokemans yeah that's that's interesting yeah yeah i uh like along with video games so my dad grew up making video games yeah isn't that isn't that like the first thing he had done yeah his first business yeah tell the story on that if Uh, you don't mind yeah no 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 problem i've always been interested in that but i've never asked you because i've always been really scared to get into those details of your life really (laughs) i don't know super sensitive topic dude no i just don't want to like I know you come from a wealthy background, and so I don't want to no, like pretend like I'm your friend for those reasons. Okay, you know I, I mean? got you. Because I'm not like I'm your I'm your homie because you're you're you you're cool, and I love hanging out with you, dude. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. Yeah i I will not lie. I run into a fair share of my I've run I've ran into my fair share of people that are the the inverse of that. So yeah. I do appreciate that. Um, of course, man. But yeah, so my my dad, um, he basically sold his video game. He he created a video game um, in high school, and you know kept on working on it and served an LDS mission, and then afterwards came home and started working on another video game and uh, presented it to a company and sold it, mm-hmm. um, and eventually became a player for them. And he did that for you know. I'd say like 20 years until um, he, you know, he grew with the company and then he'd sell it. Um, one company went under, so he actually ended up buying his company back. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, for like pennies on the dollar. So it was a, it was kind of a scary time for him. Yeah. Um, then ended up selling his company again. Mm-hmm. And uh, that last time it was to EA Sports. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Sorry, or I guess EA, um, yeah. Electronic Arts. And um, so my dad created Tiger Woods PGA Tour. No that was way. kind of his game. Um, and they opened up a studio in Salt Lake. And so my dad became you know, president oh. of EA Salt Lake and did that for um, like 10 years. Yeah. But yeah, where I was going with that was that my dad made video games. There's kind of a, uh, I had no chance of not loving video games. That's so but, sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not complaining, dude. I I love video games. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, they're addicting, man. They're so yeah. fun and they're getting so much better every yeah. day, too. Like I I've been playing Elden Ring recently. Okay. And that game is I normally hate hard games because they're just so frustrating yeah. that I end up just being like I can't do this anymore and then I give up. But like that one for some reason is somehow just fulfilling enough that you want to keep playing. And so, I don't know, that's one of them. But then the other one, too, I'm not even a Harry Potter fan, but this Hogwarts Legacy game that's coming out, I don't know if you've seen anything. Yeah, like no, that. it looks dope. It looks so fun. Oh, yeah. Dang. So, with your dad, though, like, so he sold PGA. Do you remember what the first game that he ever worked on was? 
Um, he did like I remember one of the early. I don't know if this was the first one, but it was like a Vikings game. Huh. Um, but like I know, like at EA titles, they so before PGA Tour was a game called Lynx, and okay. um, he develops that for uh, Sierra. Um, okay, they're not as big anymore, but they used to be kind of the titan of of sports. Um, and then uh, that game was kind of a game changer because it like took physics into account mm-hmm. when like hitting the ball. So the angle you'd you'd hit the ball would actually like produce a um, a realistic you know response to yeah, it, totally. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and their games didn't really do that at the time. It was just kind of a you know spin the wheel and hope um, for the best kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. From there, yeah, that's kind of what he did. But they they released several other, you know, they they worked on Madden '07 and, um, they did like Littlest Pet Shop. Really? Um, yeah, the Nerf game. I don't know if you ever played the Nerf game on the Wii. Uh. Uh-uh. Um, I remembered the game. Yeah. But I've never played it. No. Yeah. So that they they developed that. I mean, there's tons of others. You know, they're they're always just involved in tons of different projects. They did the Godfather, um, two, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah. was this was this during his time at EA? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool, man. Dang. So he he moved away from video games and jumped into Bivy. And I knew yeah. you kind of did some stuff for Bivy. What was it that you did there? Yeah. So, um, or I guess explain what Bivy is. First. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, this kind of goes along with the point I made earlier is that so he he retired after you know ten years at EA. Yeah. He was like forty. That's kind of why I brought it up too. Cause yeah, I, I remember him quote-unquote retire you telling me he retired early <clears throat> yeah so and and so he he retired and he kind of found that and that's part of the reason like why I ha- like i have some insight into you know that is because my dad retired for a year and he s- was just unbelievably bored afterwards <laughs> it's like how depressing would that be you know to just work for years and i like, can't wait till the day i don't have to and then yeah you're like wait maybe i would rather just like sit in a cubicle like yeah Obviously, you know, it depends on the person, but yeah, for sure. Uh, he started Bivy, which was initially, um, an app for finding adventures like trails, hikes, waterways across the U S. Yeah. Um, so they developed that app and, um, I was in high school when, when they were launching. And so I, in high school, I just did some basic stuff like cartography, like mapping, um, certain trails, um, yeah. and, and other stuff, but about, I'd say I think it was on our mission. Like when we were on a mission, I don't, I guess I should say that Carter and I served together, um, as companions in Ponce, Puerto Rico. Oh yeah. But, uh, I believe Hottest it, place of Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I believe my dad, um, they launched it while we were on our missions, but it's it's called the Bivy Stick, and it's a satellite communication device. That's right, yeah, because you were telling a bunch of people about it when we were on the mission. Oh, really? Yeah, I, well, not a ton of people, but, like, when it came up. Bragging. Remember, yeah. <laughs> like, you told you everybody you could see. <laughs> yeah, you would not shut up. About yeah, it. I'm actually, like, kind of mad at you about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was the worst. <laughs> no, I'm just I actually hated being your companion for that reason. Yeah, You're always talking I about the Bivy Stick. I just my eyes and tried to walk away a couple feet just to... Dins- distance myself from, nah I'm just messing around uh, no but I do remember like naturally in conversations you'd be like oh yeah you're looking for stuff to do like check out this thing that my dad made oh yeah you yeah. know what I mean like it was always natural and it was it was never like forced so that's good 
That's good to hear. <laughs> Maybe a couple. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're just planting a seed of doubt in my mind, or I'm going to ask you about this later. Please. Wait, was I was I really kind of annoying with that? <laughs> no, trust me, not at all, dude. Not even a little bit. Um, but yeah, so the Bivy Sticks just a, uh, it's like a, a device you connect your phone to, mm-hmm. um, and it allows you to text when you don't have service. Um, so so you don't have service. You can send messages. You can send an SOS message. Um, you can check the weather and, and other stuff like that. <laughs> and so that's where they've been doing and they launched baby stick and eventually they got acquired by ACR electronics, which is just a massive company out of Florida. And that mm. was about, um, a year ago. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what's going on there. And I just, uh, I did some marketing, um, part time, like while I was in school and then, mm. um, did a little bit of like logistics and uh, as it was a startup, you know, I, it was cool because I was able to have a role in many different areas of the business and yeah, kind of sure. see every side of it. Yeah. Kind of dabble in a bunch of stuff, be jack of all trades, fill in where they need you. Yeah. Dang, that's cool. Is your dad doing something new now or? Um, so yeah, he's, uh, so he's actually now VP of two way communication at ACR electronics um, and he just has a contract with them and he's an employee there, but he's, he's a VP. And so they're just continue to grow, launch more products. Um, and then he also owns, uh, the lodge in Peru, um, the Treehouse lodge, which, Oh yeah. Yeah. In Peru. Uh, yeah. Iquitos. Right? Yep. Okay. And he started that around the same time he started Bibi actually a little bit before. Okay. Did he buy treehouse lodge or did he um so he was it like started from scratch he went with he it? bought an old lodge okay but it was like deteriorating wasn't doing well so basically built it up from scratch but it like he bought the land and then did it from there okay i imagine a ton of res- renovations whole yeah lot of stuff that you had to do there well and yeah and, and so the the lodges are like and it's a little bit on the nose you know but they're in the trees and oh, so no way I never <laughs> would have guessed that. <laughs> um but yeah, so you know, there's a lot of engineering things with that. It was a lot of work, but Oh yeah, totally. Cool. So when when he acquired it, did he were the was the concept there or did he kind of build out that concept of like the tree house part of it? You know oh no, I mean? he he completely I think the the lodge before was called like Dolphin Corner or something. <laughs> dolphins in the river next to it. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, there actually are dolphins. Are you serious? I yeah. just made that up. No, yeah, no. So there's dolphins in the Amazon. Pink dolphins, pink river dolphins. What? Yeah, dude, it's wild. Hold on. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, I guess we gotta learn, go. Learn something new every day. I would love to. Yeah. Meg and I really want to go to Peru soon. So let's do it. She, she served her mission there as well. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to go back and see. Uh, see it. She was in Cusco though. So she was on like the opposite side of Peru. And I, I've actually never been to Southern Peru. I really want to go to Cusco, you know, let's Machu Picchu. Let's do it. Let's do a big trip. We'll go to the North. We'll go to the South. I'm down, man. Like, Enjoy it. I mean, I, I think, you know, by now, like if there's a trip going on, yeah, you just tell me and I will most likely show up. All right. Yeah. I mean, I've been, obviously to, if I want to go to what? Obviously if I'm invited, of course, yeah, of know. course. Yeah. No, you're, you're invited. <laughs> Currently, this Glad is you. <laughs> okay. uh, I do also want to go like to some Scandinavian countries too, and I know you know a lot about that. So I would love to go with you if you'd want to go. Bro, yeah, oh yeah. Where, like, where are you thinking? Uh, just like Sweden and Finland and stuff. Like, That'd be dope. 
dude i want to go like midwinter oh yeah like, cross-country skiing and stuff that would Get be some sick. saunas oh yeah finish sauna yeah dude that's nice it's pretty good man well, you and i also got to go to that place in provo yeah plunge i'm way down for that yeah we'll have to plan that out for sure but uh yeah good stuff man i um i don't know if anybody else knows or i imagine i've looked at the statistics of our podcast 99 percent of the people that listen to it are here in utah but uh i'll give a shameless plug they're getting free advertising on this one plunge is the freaking coolest it's like the sauna it's a nordic bathhouse um cook and i were talking about it the other day i've been a few times uh i need to get you there but it's essentially just like you go into this sauna chill for 15 20 minutes or whatever i guess 10 to 15 minutes hop out bucket shower and then jump into the ice path ice bath for two minutes and it is so refreshing like it's one of my new favorite things to do man it's amazing have you ever done anything like that um no not like i slightly so it sounds amazing though like i love like polar plunges and stuff like that but um so in budapest they they have these that's a random example but like (laughs) budapest they have these big public uh like spas yeah and they're like thermal pools similar idea like kind of like turkish baths but they're just like massive swimming pools but they're warm and um they're like naturally there oh interesting and similar thing where i mean i guess does plunge have a warm water there like saunas or um i mean it's just like a traditional like hot rock sauna oh really a little water on it and then you hop into you know either 40 like the 40-ish degree plunge or the 50-ish degree plunge oh really yeah yeah so um the what they have is they'd have these little pools where you could jump in them and it'd be like freezing cold water. Yeah. And so you'd be like sitting in the sauna, you do it like shock your system um, for like a minute or whatever and get out. And it's like, yeah, you feel like you can run six miles. Yeah, for some reason. It's crazy. It's really good for you. Like, I, Oh, yeah. And the saunas are really good for you as well. Oh, yeah. Well, they did. I, I know there's like some lady in Finland that I can't remember what university up there, but they did a bunch of studies on it. And uh, I think Andrew Huberman has a clip on it or something where he talks about it where like 11 minutes a week or 12 minutes a week or something like that in the cold plunge is like super beneficial to you to like mental health physical like so many different benefits and then i want to say like 60 minutes or something yeah 90 minutes in in the sauna every week is like the spot to be at if you can get those two things then your health benefits shoot through the roof oh yeah that's great stuff man my uh my parents have a sauna at their house and I use it every time and yeah, it's like, yeah, if you can sit in for 60 minutes because it, I mean, what it does is it like releases endorphins. It's, oh yeah, you know, you're, it's, it's like the same feeling you get when you finish an exercise. Yeah. Your body Um, starts freaking out, but you don't have to do anything. (laughs) You just sit there. Yeah. So it's like all reward, no pain. Yeah. No pain. A lot of gain. (laughs) Yeah. I was was trying to think of like something, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, good stuff, um, but but, uh, not, uh, uh, many, many good, not many bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. I, I'm kind of like from the office, you know, Michael Scott, where whenever he tries to like quote a phrase or like a a common saying, it is always wrong. Like, (laughs) like every time every single yeah that's true one of my favorite ones is he's like at dinner 
And have you seen this one? Have you watched The Office a lot? Yeah, yeah, I've seen them all. Okay, so it's the dinner episode, and he somebody gave him some wine. He tries it, and he says, <laughs> "He says, whoa, that's a uh, that's got kind of an oaky afterbirth." <laughs> <laughs> and, oh man, um, I think he meant to say aftertaste. Yeah, but, yeah, that's like a that's a rough image in your head. You know, it's not it's not great. But I love that. I mean, and where I was going with that is that is me yeah. in the flesh. I can't quote or say phrases correctly. <laughs> you know, one thing, <laughs> dude, Logan, one thing I love about you is I've probably had some of my best, like, most intellectual, like, good, deep conversations with you. But I've also had some of the, like, most awkward, <laughs> <laughs> strange conversations <laughs> with you. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's almost no in between. It's amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> this is why I love being around you, man. Dude. I, I, it just reminded me of... Um, won't mention names, but <laughs> we had, a, on our mission, we had an yeah. elder come live with us that was somewhat problematic. And... Oh, yeah. Um... This this guy was just he's just an a hole like just just <laughs> not a nice person you know. Yeah. Um, am I okay with this? Yeah, go for it. Um, and like he he was like basically in timeout, and he came to live with us for like a week or two. Yeah. Um, maybe even a couple of days. I don't even. Oh remember yeah, might even ju- just been a couple of days, but. Um, I knew him and, and, you know, like we were good with him and, and I think it was a really beneficial experience for all of us in the end, mm-hmm. but like, we definitely had some fun. <laughs> we did. We um, did sure. like, I don't even remember, like Carter and I would always just put each other on the spot and then <laughs> just see if we could carry it. It's and so... I think Carter told him that like I had night terrors, um, <laughs> and right. we all slept in the same room Yeah, and and so like we we'd always do that or like we'd yeah. be talking to someone and be like yeah and you know Carter he's actually from uh Washington and he has a lot of experience in uh the cannabis industry actually so <laughs> yeah. um and then he'd just have to like you know adapt with yeah them. you know improv from there yeah but so with this guy that night I'm like already I'm like I don't really like this kid yeah. so I I remember you like telling me like yeah like just don't like worry too much about it um he like will scream and get in your face and stuff but don't like don't do anything really yeah just he's don't like react. don't don't like don't react or he'll like lose it yeah. and so <laughs> and and you just this. have this the most like this most serious face you know like it's just a you know yeah one night out with the boys you know yeah i guess night in man. with the boys yeah and and so this night like it's like in the morning and I wake up and I'm like, should I do it? I'm like, I really wanted cause I wanted to just terrify him. Yeah. Um, and Carter, like our dynamic is just funny like that where yeah. like, that's the kind of thing we find funny. So dry humor. Yeah. Like such dry humor. And so I just like, I just rage. I'm just like, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, I like jump on his bed and like grabbing him and like shaking him. I'm like, <laughs> he's like looking at Carter like what he's like what do I do like he's like actually scared for his life and Carter's like just don't just don't do yeah. anything you know just dead face like no, yeah no. <laughs> just, he does this every night like, no reaction <laughs> <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing 
<laughs> and I don't know, like, I think I had to leave because I was laughing. Like, yeah. I had to leave the room afterwards. <laughs> but, like, I just came back in, like, once I, like, regained my composure. And you were just in there just quiet and, like, going back to bed. Yeah. He was just sitting on his bed, like, I think, like... <laughs> Like, like just out. mind racing, yeah. just trying to figure out what happened, and I just like go back in. I'm like, oh hey dude, what's up? And then I go back to bed. <laughs> it was so good, dude. Or we'd like in the morning when we just like make up weird workouts. Oh, yeah, just like oh, it was so good. Because he he was notorious for well, the thing was like he really liked his body, and he'd always like yeah. look at himself in the mirror. Um, but like for for our exercise like he'd always want us to do it for him like like <laughs> yeah. like we'd like support him and stuff and <laughs> yeah what was it i like he had me like sit on his feet or something for like curl ups yeah. or planks or something and he's like super in, like he's like you have to do between 28 and 32 or it can be really bad for your abs so you can't go over or under <laughs> As far and, as, like, degrees wise? Yeah, yeah. 30, or, like, 28 to 32 degrees. Or, no, I... Or what was it? It, w- it was something like that. Yeah. Like, or no, no, I think it was the amount of time he was holding a plank. Oh, that's right. Or it was, it was some position. The correct and, time. Yeah, and he's like, it has to be, like, a minute. Or he's like, <laughs> it was, like, a, it, was, it was a specific number, though. It was, like, 48 seconds, yeah. something like that. And I just pretended to forget. Uh, yeah. And, like, to, like, get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? So it's, like... Like a minute and fifteen seconds goes by, and he's like, "What time is it?" And he like looks, he's like, "What the heck?" Looking and starts freaking out. He's like, "That could have been really bad. It's been really bad for me." Like, I forgot about that, bro. Like, it's not like you're like supporting the world with your spine, man. Like, you're you're okay. Oh no, no, no. When he does push-ups, he's pushing the world down. <laughs> trust me. Oh man, it was good stuff. Yeah, he was a funny. He was a funny kid. I like him a lot. Yeah, and I. But I I don't know if he would is. I don't know if I would have been... Ve- I'm not very good friends with him, is all I would have to say. Yeah. He didn't click well, is all I gotta say. I'm not as nice as you. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude was just mean, didn't need to be. Yeah, that's true. He was pretty... Get, yeah, but I mean, like, I think he learned a lot. We learned a lot. We came to understand him a little bit better. Yeah, that's true. He's definitely... He's from a different culture, so I, that may have had something to do with it. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he was just a douchebag, but... yeah. However, it turned out. From a douchebag culture. Yeah. At least a douchebag family, from what I understand, from what he told us. But anyway, yeah. So we're we're at like an hour. I don't know if you uh you got anything else you want to talk about? We can do we can do this longer. We can cut it off here. What do you think? I'm good with whatever, man. Um we Do got... we really talk about video games? I mean, I don't know how much you wanted to talk about them. But... No, we're good. That was perfect. Okay. I'm that's a that's the beauty of this is we can do it again if we want. Okay. You know what I mean? Sick. So um, it's good to have you on, man. It's great to have you on. Especially because next time I want to ask you a couple more questions about random stuff. So Okay. <laughs> I had something in mind and I totally forgot what it oh, was. Oh, yeah. No, I had a couple other things I, I, I like. Yeah, can we can, can I say one more thing? Yeah, go for it. We can, like, add this in wherever. Um but we were kind of talking about, like, the, you know, the self-actualization theory yeah, yeah. and, um for me, you know, I've been kind of on this quest to figure out what makes me happy in life, you know, and what life is all about. Um, and I I was wondering like for you, um, what would you, I mean, in, in, in any area of life, like how would you define somebody who is self-actualized or somebody who is, you know, 
living life, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like what, how, like how, what does that look like? I don't know. Cause I think that like, and this is probably a cop out answer. Maybe not. Maybe it's a good one. No, you're good, you're good. I feel like it's different for everybody, right? Like my definition of self-actualization is going to be different than your definition of self-actualization. Yeah. So as far as like, um, like for me, my ideal life is to be in a position financially to where I can kind of just do whatever project I want to do. Yeah. Whether that's like woodworking in a garage or whether that's like, I don't know, my project would being like completing a video game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even like, I mean this podcast, for example, like building what it is that is this podcast, um, stuff like that. Like if I can get to a point of like doing what I want and feeling comfortable with who I am, because I've always really, really struggled with like self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I am one of the least confident people you're ever going to meet. And I don't know if you've ever gotten that impression for me, but I am super like hard on myself. And I have like, I don't know. I'm just very um, introspective and hard. Like, I don't know how to explain it in the way other than like, I have no self-esteem. Um, I, I'm the same way. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed that, but. I mean, there's a lot of similarities between yeah. me and you. So I think that's like, why we get along, you know? I think so too, yeah. But um, for me, it's kind of getting to a point where I can really focus on my self-esteem and focus on, like, what it is. Like, I guess that's part of esteem, right? That's mm-hmm. your next level before that. But once you kind of get to a point where you feel, where I feel confident with myself mm-hmm. and can do the things that I want to do and feel fulfilled in the projects that I'm doing, I feel like that's my self-actualization. But I know for other people, it's probably something completely different. It's probably when they get to a point of like understanding what God means to them or their relationship spiritually with something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think self-actualization is kind of something you almost never reach fully. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like always a project. Yeah, I agree with that. So I don't I, know if that answers your question at all. No, no, no I, mean, I wasn't like expecting a specific answer. Um, yeah. But yeah, it does like, I think that's very true that what's yeah it's just gonna look different for everyone yeah and what kind of made me think about that though was uh kind of you know the culture we've grown up with i've grown up with um i was kind of always taught to value somebody who lives life like in the most humble and like leaves the smallest footprint and is the most like in control and disciplined and satisfied with as little as possible. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of truth to that um, about being happy, right? Because greed does not bring happiness. Yeah, not at all. Um, but, you know, kind of as I mentioned earlier, I've kind of gone through this metamorphosis where I, uh, I'm no longer religious. I'd consider myself agnostic. Yeah. Um, and for me... Before, I used to see life as you have to, like, tame it. And you have to, like, get in control of your life, get your schedule down, and, you know, get married, have my kids, work my 9 to 5, and, you know, serve my church, um, which are not bad things in any way, right? But but I saw that as the apex of what a human should be doing. And I just when I look in other areas of my life, I'm like, that's not how I define like the peak. Right. If that makes sense. Um, and that's kind of been, you know, a thought I've been thinking about a lot lately is 
life is meant to be experienced, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to try everything. That doesn't mean I'm going to go shoot up heroin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> try so it all, everything. Yeah. Great. No, I mean, I'm just heroin, down for whatever, you know. Skydiving, whatever it may be. Yeah. But no, but I mean, I do, I really do think though that like life is about experiencing and finding a balance and finding what's happy for you. Yeah, totally. So, you know, if I look at somebody who's like, hey, yeah, I lived this lifestyle. I, um, I lived this way and I basically continued living the way my parents did and I never tried this, never tried that because I hear it's really bad. And I'm not saying like, hey, yeah, you got to go out and like try things. But yeah. um, we all come, we all have our own perspective on life. And if you just step outside of that, you'll be shocked to find there are so many different ways to go about life and be happy. Yeah. Um, and that's not something you experience unless you really get out of your comfort zone. Totally. And question a lot of those assumptions that you have and so for me it's like when i look at okay who who lived life more who who uh was more self-actualized i guess the person who you know lived this lifestyle and kind of you know cut out their little they you know cut out their little box and staked their claim and they um that's kind of a weird way to put it but you know kind of lived a very uh stable and in my opinion, like safe lifestyle. Yeah. Or somebody who experienced life, you know, experienced the good, the bad, but knows what there is to offer and knows totally. like what life is about. And, and in my opinion, like it's undisputable that the self actualized individual is a person who experienced. Yeah, totally. Um, but I don't know. And that's just something I've been thinking about. No, that was dope. Kind of random, but... No, 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 that was good. That was dope. The self-actualization stuff made me think about that. Huh. That was dope. No, I like that perspective because it means, like, it's more of, like, I don't know, it's learning more, right? I don't know about you, but, like, the more that I learn, the more that I learn how much I don't know. Exactly. Right? And so I feel like it's almost impossible to, like, learn everything, but then you become self-actualized when you learn everything. I don't know if that makes sense, right? It's weird. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, and it's like, because we don't like to feel like we're the novice or the rookie in anything, right? Yeah, totally. When people, like, look at, you know, so even, like, with Loop, I, like, I'm passionate about sustainability and stuff. I don't know everything about the recycling industry. Yeah. And, like, other people from the industry have kind of, like, like, oh, you're kind of getting over your head, kid, you know? Like, what what are you doing with your life? And um, I feel like a lot of people... uh, think that same thing about my lifestyle you know where i'm going places and experiencing things i don't know everything i'm like i'm an idiot but um i don't think it's fair to like judge or criticize people because we're like oh yeah they're just like out there just exploring like just being aimless and yeah totally uh you know just without control but it's like well you have to experience life before you you're going to be not good at something. You're going to be um, like a novice at something before you get good at it or yeah, you understand you're a it. Pro you know? or an expert, yeah. So. Huh. That's interesting. I think it's a good note to end on, honestly. I don't know if you – are you comfortable with that? Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Well, cool, man. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you as a person. And more importantly, I appreciate you for taking the time to come out here and uh, to record this. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you.
I appreciate that you appreciate me. For, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, really, uh, though, I, I do appreciate you. I think. Thank you. you. You're a great... I think you're perfect for this. Thank you. You're just, uh, you know... I mean, I, I think if we're all being honest, we all struggle with self-esteem. Yeah. But sure. you handle yourself extremely well. And I think a lot of people would be shocked to find that. Yeah. And... Because you you carry yourself very well and you you flow with things really well and I think yeah. that's a great um, formula for a, a podcast. Thank you, man. That means a ton. You have no idea. I'm gonna run with that. I'm gonna keep that rolling then for the for the future of these podcasts. We're gonna have to come back to this and listen to that a few more. Times, <laughs> anyway, thank you, man. I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll call it here. So uh, thanks, everybody. <laughs>